Hey y'all, um, welcome back to Pandora's Box. As you know, I am Pandora. Um, quick disclaimer, uh, if you hear background noise, I am sitting outside at my mother's house and she has dogs and my child is here with me. So if you hear a baby or dogs, ignore them or the outside, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm so, so sorry for missing the episode last week. Um, Fourth of July week is just really busy for me and my family because usually my sister, my niece, and nephew always come down and stay that week. And, uh, you know, also this year I planned my birthday party in with our Fourth of July festivities that we always have. And so it was just a little bit more chaotic than I was planning on. Oh, yeah, your girl is now 29. I'm damn near 30. I'm knocking on his door, but. For this last year of my 20s, I really want to, I really just want to hold myself accountable. That's not even what this conversation and podcast is about today. But really, honestly, I just want to shout out Richard and I just want to tell him thank you for reminding me to do this <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> because I know I'm really late and I'm really, really sorry. Um, a lot of you have been asking me for when the new episode is coming out, where's the content, all that other shit. And I really appreciate it. It really, really makes me feel loved and that I really appreciate you guys for even listening in the first place. Um, so thank you for the initial um, keeping me accountable for this because y'all know I'm trying to do better for myself and keeping myself accountable. So I'm sorry that it's late, but it is coming. So <laughs> um, I just really appreciate y'all. Um, the episode today, I think, is going to be about, you know, just in a, a small kind of subsection of to toxic family members. And, you know, seeing my sister and all this stuff this weekend has made me realize, you know, um, and not even just, you know, my sister, but talking with my friends over the last week or two, it just made me realize how... Like, I've always felt really lonely, and I don't, I don't ever know why, or I don't think I ever knew why I felt so lonely, but I always had friends that had such big families, and their families were really close, and, you know, it was, my friends were always saying, oh yeah, my sister, or my cousin is coming to stay, or, you know, my best friend is my sister, or my best friend is my brother, and I never got to have that as a kid. Like, as a kid, moving here from Texas, literally... Everybody that I knew, family-wise, all of my family actually is still in Texas besides my sister. Um, and for those who don't know, like, my sister is the oldest, my brother is in the middle, and then I'm the youngest. But I'm spread from them pretty far. Like, they're pretty, they're a lot older than me. And, you know, moving here from Texas and then, you know, they don't have any family here either. They don't have any friends. I didn't have any friends or family. We just had our mom and like you don't have that family support to fall back on. And to be honest with you, you know, feeling so lonely and isolated all my life, it has really stuck with me almost until my very birthday when you know, I realized it's okay to be lonely and it's okay to not be okay 
And also, it's okay to not have a relationship with family members that you deem toxic. And I'm going to let y'all know, literally (laughs) every single person on my mother and my father's side of their family are terrible people. And okay, so for people who met my dad at my cookout, that's my stepdad. But he came into a part of my life when I was like 14, 15, and him and my mom were friends and they worked together. And he came into a part of my life where I really, really, really needed an emotional support from a father figure. And that leads me into uh, basically, I have two points. And the two points I'm going to make are you releasing toxic people from yours from yourself and other people releasing you from themselves whether you're toxic to them or not so i have two instances i'm going to tell you about how i let go of even remotely having any sort of contact or relationship with my biological father and also my brother my actual blood brother he won't talk to me and so to start on like with my father (sighs) you know it starts like most stories start like he really was a piece of shit and he still very well might be a piece of shit to this day but my mother is the type of woman she's the most respectable like the most hard-working like the work ethic I got I got from her and I have never seen her You know, I've only seen her in a few instances really let all of her emotions get to her. But for the most part, my mother has been resilient and she's protected us. The best word that I can come up with, because I know, you know, my other siblings, they might disagree with me. But there's really no other parent that could have been a better parent to us than our mother. She did everything she could. And even if we didn't agree with it. She did it for our own good. My mother loved my biological father. They met when they were 15. They're only, their birthdays are only three days apart. And they started, like, he got her pregnant at 15. She had my sister at 16. And they lived, you know, a rough life. Like, they, he worked all the time. Like, the only days he had off were, like, Easter and Christmas Day. You get what I'm saying? So, like... He worked with my family on a postcard. And in Texas, postcards are like, we used to go and cut down cedar trees and bring them back. And, you know, we would debark them and, you know, cut them up and basically sell them to make wood fences, houses, any stuff like that. So that's what him and my family did. And my mom was with us, her three kids, all the time. And whenever he could have been there, He chose not to be there. And really, honestly, this revelation came to me. I asked my mother because I never really had been interested in at any part, really, in my my biological father's side of the family, because not ever once in all of my 29 years have they reached out to me. Have they tried to talk to me? Have they tried? Well, I do have a half sister that's older than my sister. And she was, she's only older than my sister probably by like, 
I don't know, maybe a year. Like my father, when he moved from Wyoming to Texas, he had got someone pregnant and moved back to Texas and got my mom pregnant. So we didn't know about her for a really long time. And like, honestly, I could have more other, like, I could have more half brothers and sisters. We really don't know because my father stuck his dick in every single thing that would give him attention. And the reason that he needed this attention is because his mother basically neglected him as a child. And his father was never around. His father left. His mother married some man that didn't want kids around. And basically, she left her kids to fend for, her, for, to fend for themselves and basically raise themselves. And that's some shit that happened way back in, you know, what, in their times when they grew up was the 70s and the 80s. Like, parents didn't give a fuck. If you, if you watch documentaries from, like, cold cases back in, like, the 80s and the 70s, they didn't give a shit about their children. Not saying that they might not love them, but the precautions that I take now as a parent, like, I really don't let my son go outside because I don't have a fence around my yard. And I have severe anxiety and I worry about him getting run over by a car or, you know, other kids coming into our yard and taking all his shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's. The precautions that we take as parents now were not what they were at that time. So my father basically raised himself and he needed attention from women because his mother his mother basically neglected him. He had severe separation anxiety. And of all of the years, what he's what Super Bowl is this coming up? Is it 53 or 54? My parents are as old as the Super Bowl is. So whatever the number of the Super Bowl is, is that's how old they are. Um so at his big age he still has not taken care of the things mentally that he should take care of and that rubbed off onto my brother now my father um at this age is probably suffering from the fact that i don't want to talk to him i really don't want anything to do with him and that really i'm not saying like I have any ill will towards him. I, I wish bad things for him. There's nothing of ill intent I have for him. I just don't, I don't want to be a part of it. There's nothing about him that I want to associate myself with. But I do hope that, you know, he gets better in life. And the thing is, is that for a really, really long time when I was a kid, he would call the house and I would end up crying. I would be sobbing by the time I got off the phone with him because he he was so good at making me feel guilty for not talking to him, for not seeing him. But truth be told is he chose to be with somebody that didn't like his kids, basically. Fuck that woman, yo. Like, I really don't like her, but... He chose to be with someone that didn't like his kids. And then when his kids didn't want to come see him, he got mad at us. That's not my fucking fault. Like, my brother and my sister, since they're um, quite older than me, they have relationships with our biological father that I don't have. He left when I was two. And I didn't leave out of Texas for a while after that. He would drive by our house and not say shit to us. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, my mom would try and call him to get some fucking diapers. 
and he couldn't answer the phone or he would say she needs to figure it out herself. Like, whatever you think or picture a deadbeat dad is, that's what the fuck he was. He lied on his tax forms so that he didn't have to pay as much child support as he was supposed to be paying. You get what I'm saying? Like, for three kids, three kids, he was paying $400 a month. $400 a month. $400 is what some kids are getting just for one kid in child support. And he only had to pay that for three. Did he pay it? Barely. By the time I was 19, the state of Texas called me and they said, do you want to sue your father for the back child support he owes you? Because you still have, what was it? I wanted to say it was between, it was either 5000 or $7,000. He still owed me in back child support. And I told them, no, they could keep it. By the time I get to Texas, get a lawyer, go to court, I'm going to pay all that anyways. Keep it. He didn't want to fucking give it to me in the first place. He didn't want to make sure that his kids were taken care of. And you know the reason why he didn't want to make sure that his kids were taken care of? Because he knew it. Because he knew the type of person my mother was. Now, out of all my father's kids, I'm the one that looks like him the most. And my friend Will, shout out Will, um, he asked me, he recently saw a picture of my father. And he's like, damn, you look just like your, your father. And I said, I know. (laughs) That's what I tell people all the time. Like, my biological father and me, like, we're like twins. And he asked me, or he told me, he was like, you must, it must really make you mad. Or you must really hate that you look exactly like him. And what I told him was, is that, yeah, it used to really make me upset. It, It makes, how could you look at somebody that looks just like you and not want anything to do with them? You get what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine. My son is a spitting image of me. My son looks just like me. He acts just like me, too. I never in my life would look at my child and not want to be there for him or take care of him. You know what I'm saying? So I told him, you know, when I was younger, it used to bother me a lot that I looked just like my father. And like when people would tell me I look like my mom, because that's the only reference people have is my mother. Like, when people would tell me I look like my mom, I'm like, thank you. Because I think my mom is the, the most beautiful person in the world. Or when people would be like, oh, you know, you look so good. You and your sister, y'all look so nice. And me and my sister, we really do look alike. But she is, like, my mom's twin. And I'm my father's twin. And I don't care anymore, honestly. Like, it used to really bother me. But... I read something not too long ago and really honestly it set with me that I'm thankful that he didn't want to be in my life you know what I mean like I'm thankful there were so many things that I did as a kid that I worried about that I wasted time worrying that he would you know worrying about him wanting to think of me when he spent all his time not thinking about us you get what I'm saying and when I turned into like when I turned 18 19 at that point like I was still very I was still wanting a relationship with him not knowing that that's just not something that was going to happen you get what I'm saying like he wanted to have a relationship with me at that point when I was 18 and 19 because I was an adult he wanted to be my friend he didn't want to be my father 
he had the chance to do what he needed to do and he didn't. And I don't owe him anything. I don't have to be his friend. I don't have to be relate like the things that relate us are is my last name and my blood. But in my experience, family is the first one to fuck you over. You get what I'm saying? I have released from me all the hatred I had towards him. He is living a life that isn't fulfilling to him. And I hope, really, honestly, all the manipulation, all of the lies that he had, all of the... I think, you know, deep down, honestly, he probably really did feel guilty. He just didn't know what to do with himself. But he could have tried something. He could have tried anything. And he didn't. There's one time my mom told me that she talked to my father a while ago. And he told her the one thing that he really, really regrets in life is that he doesn't have a relationship with me. And guess what? The only person that that there is to blame for that is himself. I can't and I don't have anything for that man. But I don't hope anything bad happens to him. I don't hope that there's something, you know, that's going to go terribly in his life. I really, really do, in the bottom of my heart, wish this man a happy life. I want him to find himself and I want him to understand that he doesn't have to have the attention from others to be whole. That all the regret and all the guilt, he needs to accept that from, for himself. You get what I'm saying? There's, he needs to accept what he did in his life and understand there's good and bad. Balance is key in life. And what he didn't do, he also will have to accept. I hope that his relationship with my sister and my brother continue. I hope that they have nurturing, prosperous relationships with our biological father. But my dad, my dad, my stepdad, that's my dad. He's the one that took the time to build the relationship with me. And I'm sorry if I get emotional, but my stepdad really took the time to sit down with me and make me feel as an equal. You get what I'm saying? Like, he made me feel I was important. He made me understand that all the things in life that you want it's hard to get and it's always going to be hard because if it was easy it wouldn't be worth it that's the man that I call my dad he's my dad I love him to the moon and back he taught me self-integrity he taught me self-respect he taught me how to he helped me learn how to love myself and I appreciate that because nobody else took the time to do that in my life You know what I mean? And um, I love him. I love that man to death. So now the second part is my brother. My brother is probably the most manipulative asshole I have ever met in my entire life. Entire life. I've met a lot of fucking people and a lot of those fucking people are terrible people. But let me tell you, my brother 
in any sort of way that he can make you feel like something is your fault. If something is your fault, he will make you feel it. My brother has the victim mentality. Everything that happens to him in his life is because of some other person. It's not because of what he did. It's because of how you made him feel or how he reacted to what's going on. That's, that's not his responsibility. My brother doesn't take responsibility for his emotional intelligence. And he doesn't take responsibility for the shit that he did in his life that fucked him up. My brother has a near genius IQ. He could sleep through class. Like, you know those fucking movies where those kids will sleep and they take a test and then it's like they're super genius so they get an A? My brother is like that. He never had to. He never had to study. He never even needed to listen. He could legit ignore the teacher the entire class and take the test and still get the right fucking answers. And on top of it, he was an amazing artist. He can draw like nobody's business. He has so much potential and so many talents. But mental illness got to him. Now, that's another discussion for another day. But mental illness runs deep in my family. Depression, addiction, anxiety, schizophrenia. You know what I'm saying? Like these things affect our family. And it affected my brother even more so than me and my my sister. Me and my sister, we're depressed. Like we have anxiety, especially my sister at this point in her life, you know, she's she's separated from her husband of 15 years. You get what I'm saying? So that's going to be depressing to anybody. But my brother, it really it really took a toll on him. And I don't think that he fully understood what was happening to him. And if he did, he acted very dumb about it. But me and him never had a really good relationship. My brother, when we moved here from Texas, my brother stayed here until he was 12. And like I told you guys, my father always made you feel like something was your fault, right? So whatever was going on with my brother, you know, he needed to go to to a therapist or he wasn't doing good in school, which was bullshit because he could have been doing good in school without even trying. You know what I mean? Like he was purposefully not doing good. And so my father would tell my mom, well, you know what? I can raise him better than you. And then my brother told my mom, yeah, I would have a better life if I was living with my dad. So guess what? My mom (laughs) got my brother a plane ticket, called my biological father and said, you know, my brother is going to be in Dallas. You need to pick him up by this time. Since you're so good at being a parent, you go ahead and parent him. And she sent my brother at 12 years old. She packed his ass up and sent him back to Texas to live with our father. Now, those years, we don't really knew. We don't really know what happened, but he was he got even more traumatized and he came back at the age. He came back to Virginia at the age of 15. So those formative years, like formative years of puberty that he went through between 12 and 15, he he got fucked up. So when he came back here, he was even more fucked up. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of that had to do with my father and a lot of that had to do with the fact that he ran around with people that he shouldn't have been running around with. And he was just an angry fucking kid. Like, 
I've never seen anybody so angry at nothing. He was really just angry at the world for no reason. And he took it out on my mom. He told her that she was a terrible mother, that she treated him differently, that he looked differently, that, you know, like he, whatever he could grasp onto, he blamed my mother for. And for me, since I'm such a younger sibling, when my sister and my brother left, I was the only child. I spent a lot of time with my mother. And, well, a topic for another discussion is there was a point in time when me and my mother were so close. We had more of a friendship than a mother-daughter relationship was, which was hindering to our mother-daughter relationship. And so when he came back and he was doing all that, you know, all this shit, you know, trying to make my mother feel like a bad person. It got very violent in between me and my brother. Me and my brother fought. And I'm, t- and I'm not talking about like that wrestling shit that other siblings be doing. Me and my brother fist fought each other. Like so much to the point that it, he would go to school bruised and I would go to school bruised. And then the, the school called C- CPS and they had to come to our house to have a meeting with our mother. Because I came to school with a black eye and my brother came to school with a busted lip. And that was all because me and him were just fucking fighting each other. So when the, C- when the CPS lady came, my mother was fucking livid. She was like, y'all don't fucking lay a hand on each other no more. I'm tired of this shit. I've been told y'all to stop. All this other craziness, you know what I'm saying? But I was retaliating because he didn't like me, basically. And I couldn't understand why he didn't like me. You know, <clears throat> I tried very hard in life to to make people like me because I felt because I felt like if I took care of other people then it would make me feel better so you know I wanted to relate to him I wanted to play the video games with him I wanted to do the stuff that brother and sister do you know what I mean like I wanted to have a brother when I was a kid that I felt like if I got into trouble I could call him and he would come help me my brother is not that person My brother hasn't spoken to me in probably his son. His son is about to be 10 or is 10. Yeah. Yeah. I saw my brother. The very last time I saw my brother was over 10 years ago. That was when he had his son. And I can tell you then. It's like you're trying to get along and you're trying to love somebody that you know is your family, but you don't know them. I I possibly could have been a little shit, which I was when I was little, you know what I mean? Like, and I probably said things to him. I'm never one to be like that something is all of one person's fault. You get what I'm saying? Like, no, of course it's not. There are certain factors that go into your childhood that make you the person and adult that you are and by the time I stopped worrying about what my brother thought or wanting him to be the brother I wanted him to be it wasn't it wasn't worth it anymore you get what I'm saying like I very I very well have could have been an asshole to him when I was a kid but I mean like I said we were fucking fighting each other So it wasn't 
I rarely, I want to say that I have probably one really, really good memory with my brother. And I can't think of anything else anymore after that. You get what I'm saying? Like, in, in life, I don't want, if there's something that I have done to you, I would rather you come and talk to me about it than to just shut me out. However, people can cut you off, not talk to you, delete your number, delete you from social medias, and not say shit to you. And that's their fucking right. As much as it bothers you, as much as it would bother me before that my brother didn't talk to me, if they don't want to talk to you, you cannot force them. It's not something that is forcible. My brother not speaking to me and letting go of the relationship between brother and sister that we had. That really doesn't have anything to do with me, honestly. It's our relationship and I've tried. I've tried calling him. I've tried texting him. I've tried reaching out to his wife. I've, you know, I've tried to do a lot of things to get in contact with him to talk to him. But I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. I told my sister stop trying it's the same thing i would tell anybody if you have tried and tried and tried i know that you love that person and you want things to work out but there's something i read on facebook that my friend joy um shared shout out to you joy um but basically if you're healing from something if you're healing from someone um if you're healing from something that didn't even happen, because that, that is a thing, you know, I didn't have the brother relationship, the brother and sister relationship I wanted. So I have to heal from that. Um, I didn't have the father daughter relationship I wanted with my with my father. I have to heal from that. But what she shared was you have to act like you heard the apology that you're not going to get. And that's something else that my therapist told me. You can't. You can't keep going on in life thinking everybody that wronged you is going to tell you that that they're sorry. I let go of my biological father a long time ago because I realized I wasn't going to get from him what I needed to hear. I I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to get it. It was never going to happen, especially not in the way that I felt like it should happen. So I... I acted like I said it to myself. I acted like I told myself I'm sorry for not being able to have that father-daughter relationship, that brother-sister relationship. And I cried and I let it go. That's the thing with emotional intelligence that a lot of people aren't going to tell you. Emotional, becoming emotionally intelligent, you know, breaking through all of your all of your ancestral curses in your family that shit is not fucking unicorns and rainbows and oh some shit that you talk out at your therapist yeah you talk to your therapist about it but mostly when you're learning to be emotionally intelligent when you're learning to break ancestral ties to your family it's you sitting in the floor fucking crying because you can't believe the shit that just you know broke through in your life and I cried, I cried, I don't even, 
a lot of people who know me and like really know me know that I'm a crier. I'll fucking cry at anything. <laughs> but I want y'all to understand you don't have to be stuck in your emotion. If you're sad, be sad. You get what I'm saying? Like, do what you need to do to get the feeling of sadness. If if when you're sad, what you need to do is watch movies and eat junk food. Do that. And be sad and cry and feel sorry for yourself. But once you're done, you you left it in the past. That's it. You you mourned your your sadness or your whatever it is that that you're going through you're upset you're anxious feel your feeling completely and then when you're done feeling that when you're done crying when you're done shouting when you're done you know whatever it is that you're that you're doing to feel that emotion let it go because it doesn't serve you anymore those feelings are going to hinder you from experiencing the rest of your emotions And I know that's a lot easier said than done because I didn't fucking learn that shit until just recently. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not saying that this is something that that just happens overnight. This is not a journey that you, you know, cutting out people in your life that really affect you or are really close to you is never something that's easy. It's not something that is just going to, to go away. But guess what? It's okay to not be okay. It really is. Nobody says you have to be perfect. And nobody can be perfect. Nobody. I don't care who you are. So that's all I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, If, you know, this is something that you want me to elaborate further or, you know, go into other detail or you have questions for me, please let me know. Um... I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening again. I just appreciate y'all. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, I will see you guys or I'll talk to you guys another day. All right. Bye.